Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Good morning. My name is Mark Warren. If you're a guest with us today, I just wanted to introduce myself to you. I'm one of the pastors here at Grace Capital Church, and we are starting a new series today called Like No One Else. And uh, you came to church to find peace, and then that little video comes up, and it's like, you felt the blood pressure come back up, right? And then we realize maybe there's a different way to live. The Bible says in Romans 12, 1, do not conform to the pattern of this world. And which means, this is the Apostle Paul, the guy that wrote most of our New Testament, had an encounter with Jesus himself, supernaturally, says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, which means there is a pattern of this world. There are patterns in this world. But it says this, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in other words, we have to change our thinking that there is a pattern in this world that makes us think a certain way. But he says, we have to change our thinking so then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. In other words, you want to know God's ways, we have to live a different pattern. We have to think differently than what's common. I'll tell you, this: there's common thinking, common behaviors, common ways of doing things. And you would say, well, that's just natural. And maybe what comes naturally to you is the very thing that we should be transforming in our minds and our thinking today, we're going to be talking about how do we think about, how do we deal with the people that have hurt you? The people that have hurt you. And quite frankly, you might just hate them. You might have cut them out of your life. You might have disassociated from them. You might have whatever your reaction has been to those people who have hurt you. This series is going to be talking about these very common things, our marriage relationships, how we view money, how we view the people in our life that sometimes we care about the most. We're going to be going through and understanding that the way that we think on these things, the way that we view these things, we sometimes have to then shift our thinking, shift our view to begin to understand the way that God's original design is. I think it's important to first understand because we've all been hurt, right? Every single one of us in this building has been hurt by somebody. It's true. Uh, We've all been the recipients of it. And we all have different responses to it. And some of you still have great hatred towards that person who did some crazy things to you. But I first of all want to let you know about where do these patterns of the world come from? You see, the patterns of this world is rooted in the ruler of this world. And we know the ruler of this world, the Bible tells us who that is. The patterns of this world are reflected to the ruler of this world, and we know that 
This person is Satan, as we know that in John, Jesus says this, Jesus referred to Satan as the ruler of the world, John 12, 31. Paul calls him the prince of the power of the air, Ephesians 2, 2, and the God of the world in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. He has such influence in this world. Now, there are natural patterns in this world. We can see this by uh, understanding the jet stream. That is a pattern, right? I I love the jet stream. If you look at it from actually a northern part of view, it's, it's this band that goes around the northern hemisphere and then also one around the southern hemisphere. It keeps the cold air up. And then when it goes through these cycles, which by the way, Monday to tomorrow and the next day, we're going to go into those little dips where all of a sudden that cold Arctic air is going to hit us. And we're going to be thinking, where is spring? And so we have all these patterns of the world. So that's a pattern, right? It's, it's repeatable. It's, we know the outcome is going to be. A pattern, or then we also, patterns could be designs, and here's a design, this is bilateral symmetry. If you look at uh, the, the picture of that tiger, you actually fold his face in half, and it'll be identical on that each side, that's called bilateral symmetry, and that's another design or another pattern that we find in this world. And so we have these designs, we have these patterns, and we know that our thinking not just taking these natural patterns, but our thinking also have patterns and they're very similar to everybody else's thinking. But this is where we're going to be challenged today to say, but the pattern of this world, um, which is designed by the ruler of this world, who's Satan, Satan's job is always the outcome of the pattern. The outcome of the result of this is always going to be the same. John 10.10 says, that Satan's real job is to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you want to follow his pattern, the outcome is always going to be the same. You're going to experience death. You're going to experience pain. You're going to have something taken away from you. But today, there's hope. Because if we don't follow his pattern and we have a renewing of our mind to follow a different pattern in the pattern that Jesus lays out for us in Matthew chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn there with me, Matthew chapter 5. The other interesting thing I want to let you know on your um, the Grace Capital Church app, if you go there, there's the Bible app built right into it. Also, you can take notes um, on that. Let me just tell you where that is. I should go to the Grace Capital Church app. Um, if you don't have it, you can just download it right now. It comes up really quick. On the bottom, you'll see these little three little dots. You click these three little dots, go to where it says services. And there under services, you can take sermon notes. Um, there's your Bible app. And uh, so that's another little thing. If you don't have your physical Bible with you this morning, you can look at that up. You see... Jesus understands what comes natural to us. You see, when we've been hurt, think about how you, maybe you're abused as a child. Maybe you had a um, bad relationship. Maybe you had 
Um, somebody said hateful things to you. Somebody made fun of you. Maybe the hatred that you feel is actually an ideology. Somebody's come against your ideology. And our world, the political world, is so divided and so divisive. And we just live in a place that seems just so chaotic. And you saw that video earlier. It's just like, oh my word. The patterns of this world are like crazy. And you know, hate seems like a justified response, but it comes at such a painful cost. In my family growing up, uh, hate was actually a swear word. Now, it's not your typical swear, four-letter swear word, but, but it was, we realized that it was, and at the time when we said, I think my kids came up, but I don't know, it's like, I, I remember hearing one of them say, oh, that's, Mom, Dad, he said hate. And uh, I was like, is that really a big deal? But now that I realize it is a big deal. Because hate has a way of slipping into our hearts, into our being that begins to make us go crazy. You know, where's the pain? You know, I, I, uh, I, I don't tell my kids that they can't date, but we kind of have this thing in our house that... You know, it's like you kind of date to find your lifelong mate, which means, you know, you start dating when you start thinking about your thing about marriage. And um, and so, you know, at school, everybody's like wondering, like, these are my, these are my kids up here, my family. And it's like, especially Abigail, Abby, why don't, why don't you date? Why aren't you dating like all the other girls? And, you know, it gets a little bit tiring. And so I'm suggesting to her that, that all she says, it's true. They might not understand what I'm going to say, but it's true. I should just say she has a, uh, a long-distance relationship. Just say she has a long-distance relationship. Abby, just say, I have a long-distance relationship. And then they don't ask you the question anymore. And it's like, but is that really true? Well, yeah, of course it is. Because your boyfriend lives in the future. So, of course, you have a long-distance relationship. So... So it really, it helps her along. <laughs> but anyways, there's so, the reason why is because there's so much pain associated with dating early on. And so the hurt, right? We're talking about people that hurt you. How do you deal with them? And how do you deal with those emotions that come to you? That where hate can seem so justified, but it comes at such a cost. And then Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38. It says, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Now this is quoting from Leviticus, Old Testament, early laws. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn him the other also. And if anyone should sue you and take your tunic, which is like a shirt, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go a mile, go two miles. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. A title in my Bible is called Retaliation. Here's what it was saying is, Back of the Old Testament law, the reality was, I almost sounded like a teenager there, and my voice was cracking. Don't worry. 
I am a fully grown man. Um, and the law back then, though, was, was this, to make sure that, that the early lawmakers knew what would happen in the heart when we're talking about revenge, right? When somebody hurts you, what do you want to do? You want to not only get them back, but you want to get them back a little bit more. And so the idea of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was basically saying, hey, the law is you can only get back for what somebody has hurt you with. You can't take it to the next level because you take it to the next level. Now the person's going to like, I'm going to up you. And I'm going to keep going. And it's going to escalate and everybody then becomes a bloodbath. Here Jesus says, you know what? Somebody wrongs you. It's okay. What he's doing is he's actually saying, he's not advocating for abuse, by the way. This is not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm actually addressing the things that will happen in your own heart. And see, when we want revenge, we know that hate goes into our heart and we want to get people back and we're thinking about the wrong thing. You see, the reality is hurt people hurt people. People who cause you pain are people who have pain in their life. And Jesus is always, always, always about setting people free. For those of us who have come to Christ already, and by the way, if you're here visiting and you are not a follower of Jesus, you haven't made a commitment to him yet, I'm glad that you're here. But for those of us who have followed Jesus and made a commitment to him, we understand what it means that when we have come to Christ and we ask for forgiveness of our sins, all of a sudden we feel that shame and that guilt completely removed from us and he set us free. But what happens is when we people have hurt us and we start holding on to those things, that it actually puts bondage into our lives. Going on though in verse 43 of Matthew chapter 5, titled in my Bible, Love Your Enemies, Jesus takes it a little step further. He says, you have heard that it is said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Again, quoting from Leviticus. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father. I'm going to add daughters of your father who is in heaven. Well, Man, not is he asking us to go the extra mile, turn the other cheek. But now he's actually asking, saying we need to love. And I think this love, actually, the interesting thing of this love is it's actually agape love. The translation in Greek is the same translation as God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, John 3, 16. And that agape love is this, this deep compassion so he's saying, for those who have hurt you, have compassion on them. Have compassion on them. You have to ask the question, why? If really saying go the extra mile is really about forgiveness, it's really about releasing people. You know, and I think forgiveness in many ways keeps us free, keeps finding our freedom but when we begin to pray for other people, when we begin to have love for other people, it actually sets them free. You see, 
Forgiveness, forgiving those who have hurt us sets us free, but loving those who hurt us sets them free. And here's the reality. Remember, Jesus is all about freedom. And the times when I think back of the people who have hurt me, and I've realized that hurt people hurt people. People who cause me pain are probably people who have pain in their life. If I really pray, I think this is why God says pray. Pray that, that we would have this insight to be able to understand and life. Handheld here in a moment. Yeah, I'll take that one. Thank you. For those who hurt us, we begin to have compassion on them. And why does compassion begin to build up? Is because we begin to see them as God sees them. And we begin to see the brokenness in their own life. And we begin to see the bondage in their own life. When I start praying for those people who have hurt me, then I've realized that I'm seeing some things that they're frail and broken and hurting. And it doesn't necessarily say I, I, it's justified what they have done to me. And I'm not saying I continue to place myself in abusive situations, but it allows me to have compassion because the compassion then sets them free so Jesus has the ability to work in their lives. You see, maybe if we're, are, we are concerned less about ourselves and more concerned about the freedom of, of others, the sting doesn't hurt so much. But I have to tell you, it takes a lot of courage to move that direction. Because our flesh wants to say, See you later. Our flesh wants to say, I'm lopping you off out of my life. Our flesh wants to say, there's a special little place in H-E double hockey sticks for you. (laughs) In all seriousness, I've said it. Because the pain is so real and the hurt is so raw, you're like, how could this be? But if we really care about the hearts and the souls of every single human being, because you see, the, the agape love is, Jesus says, his heart was that none should perish. Because guess what? Everybody who dies in separation from Jesus Christ will spend eternity in hell, and I would not really want that on anybody. But what if we began to treat our enemies in a different way? What if it wasn't only just releasing them, forgiving them, so our hearts are set free, but it's so much so that we pray for them, we have compassion on those people that have hurt us in the process that they are being set free. Maybe, quite maybe, for all of eternity, set free. See, I I love this saying from uh, Martin Luther King Jr. He says, you know, the old law of an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. So true. But Jesus came so everybody could see. Jesus came so everybody could have life. Jesus came and so everybody can experience freedom. And is freedom just for us? Or is freedom also for the people that hurt people? Now, again, don't get me wrong. There is justice. 
But you know what? I think we're all too happy to see justice take place. And we're slow to offer compassion, slow to offer love, slow to offer forgiveness. We see the pattern of the world would be like they deserve theirs. The pattern of this world would be like, I'll show you. The pattern of this world will lead to death, destruction, pain, hurt. Because the ruler of the world, when we follow the pattern of the world, only brings bondage into people's lives. So as we're being set free, let us also set others free. Who are those people that have caused you pain? We're going there, church. We're going there. I'm just letting you know, just so you can buckle up a little bit, just so you can brace yourself, just so your palms can get a little sweaty. We're going there. Who are the people that has caused you pain? Who are those people that have caused you pain? And first and foremost, have you forgiven them? Because that is the first step. That first step leaves you free. And Jesus cares about your freedom. Today you can walk out of here set free. But you're going to have to do a little bit of the hard work and the courageous work to set the person free that hurts you by forgiving them. And I already know I already know the little voice in your head, well they don't deserve it. They definitely don't know how I was treated. They definitely don't know the level of hurt and pain. There is no way. And I would say you can say that. Of course you can. But that keeps you in bondage. And doesn't give you the opportunity to walk out of here today with freedom. And you realize that chain that's around you of unforgiveness continues to continue to choke out your life. And you're wondering why you can't live the full life that you've wanted to live. I know a lot of you have buried it, hidden it away locked it behind the hardened part of your heart and say, I'm never going to touch that again. It's way too painful. But if you let Jesus touch that part of your heart, you might feel emotion. You might feel this flood of whatever. But it's only for your freedom. And Jesus is so gracious. The Holy Spirit will know how to navigate that healing for you. Well, there's some of you who'll say, well, I've already done that hard work. I've already forgiven people. So, do you love them? Ha, oh, come on. There's no way. I, I agree. There's no way in our human flesh. There's no way in our human flesh. That's why we can only do this with the Spirit of Christ that dwells inside of us. Because the agape love can only happen through agape 
our Father's love. I just love this. I had this thought yesterday as we're coming to a close. You know, when Jesus was in um, the boat with his disciples on the Sea of Galilee and it was massive storm raging along and, and the disciples are panicking, thinking they're going to capsize and Jesus is sound asleep, like peaceful. And the disciples go rushed. Jesus, don't you know we're going to die? And she's um, like, why are you guys freaking out? Jesus calms the storm. And Jesus was in the boat. And they kind of missed this presence of calm and peace. But my, my kind of aha moment for myself and yesterday was realizing that, guess what, Jesus, is, as followers of Jesus, as people who have given their lives to Jesus... Jesus is in actually sitting in the boat of your life right now. That he's dwelling with you like right now. He's in your life. The fullness of the agape love resides within you. So when you say there is no possible way, I would say yes, on your own strength, there's probably no possible way. But if you began to partner up with Jesus, who's in the boat of your life, to say, Jesus, you are here with me right now. Can you please help me to begin to have compassion, to begin to have love? And I wonder if, if it's not as easy as today saying, you know what, I'm going to choose to have compassion for this person. That you're going to leave here committed to pray for the person. Because the prayer begins to allow the Spirit of God to soften your heart, to give you the eyes to see the reality of what is in that person's life. And when we begin to see how hurting other people are, because remember, hurt people hurt people. And people who cause pain have a lot of pain in their life that you can begin to say, Jesus, not only do I forgive them, Lord, let me have compassion on them. Let me pray that they might find their healing, they might find their freedom. I don't want us poking each other's eyes out leaving everybody blind around here. Instead, I want a bunch of people who are walking in great freedom and releasing other people into their freedom. Pattern of this world will leave you longing, following the pattern of Jesus, leaves you set free. Let's pray. Father, I pray right now if there are people here who need to forgive the people that have hurt them, I pray that they would have courage in this moment 
just in their heart, in the stillness of this moment, say, Jesus, I, I release them. I forgive them. I forgive them. then would there there be others that would be like God I've forgiven but man oh there's no way I would ever have a feeling of compassion for that person pray by the spirit of God that the spirit of agape love would come and rest upon us fill us that we would have vision to see the hurt and the pain that's in somebody else's life. That we could actually wish them well. That we could actually pray for their freedom. That they might come to know you, Lord Jesus. They might walk in wholeness and freedom as well. Father, I'm mindful that today we can be talking about this and We've got guests here today that said, that's great. And you said, it's impossible to do this without Jesus. Well, I need Jesus because I can't do this without him. If there's anybody here who'd say, you know what? I'd like to just ask Jesus to be part of my life. To make him the Lord of my life. Would you just slip up your hand while everybody's eyes are closed? I'm not going to ask anything of you. I'm just going to pray a simple prayer with you. Just do it quietly in your seat. So anybody would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, slip up your hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Put your hand down. Thank you. Yes, I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Just make sure you look at me uh, so I know that you're acknowledging you want Jesus in your life. Yes, I got both of you guys there. Thank you. It's a prayer like I prayed so many years ago, and it was a simple prayer of asking Jesus in my life. And so those who raised your hand, and maybe you're too shy to do it, but just say this prayer to yourself. Lord Jesus, I want you in my life. Sorry for just kind of living my own way and for all the things that I've done that have maybe caused pain and hurt for others call that sin living for ourselves thank you Jesus for going to the cross for me thank you for proving that you are who you were by three days after being in the grave you rose again Jesus you I want to make you the Lord of my life I want to receive you into my life today. I want to make you a part of my life. Thank you for coming, being a part of me. Lord Jesus, I just I just know the heavens are celebrating right now for those two who raised their hand today to receive Jesus for the very first time. We celebrate with heaven. Jesus, we also celebrate our own personal freedom as we've forgiven those and then as we learn to begin to have compassion that we would not leave here today, say that was great and move on with our life, but we would continue to pray for those who have hurt us. 
releasing them, wishing well on them. So Lord, ultimately we want them to experience the freedom and love that we've experienced. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the friends that brought friends. And Lord, we just thank you for this amazing time that we can be together and serve each other. And everybody said, amen. Well, tonight we do have our membership meeting. And so if you've been coming for a while on our app as well, you can just sign up for that. We are providing a, a light dinner for you guys. So if you are interested, please sign up on your way out. If you don't have the app, you just want to sign up, go to the Info Hub. Somebody will help you sign up on the computers at the Info Hub. Otherwise, it's a beautiful rainy day out there. So enjoy it. And uh, if you like prayer though this morning, we'd love to pray with you too. I'm mindful that some of you are like, I just, I need a little extra personal touch. If I can have our elders and prayer team come up at this moment and I just want to see you to see who they are before the the rush of people goes away. You need prayer for healing. You need prayer for deliverance. You need prayer for, uh, maybe you didn't pray a prayer of salvation and you'd like to do that with somebody. We got people who would love to pray with you. I just want to say thank you for being here. I love you so much. Come back next week. We're going to continue on this series. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be talking about selfishness versus selflessness, the patterns of this world. Remember, we want to change those patterns and uh, live a fuller life when we do. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.